The Athletic Podcast Network is supported by the Quip Electric Toothbrush, the Tesla of toothbrushes. You hearing this? Woo! The Tesla of toothbrushes. How about it? Most people's or- oral care <laughs> habits could be better. If we want to be honest with ourselves. We often brush for less than two minutes and use old, worn-out bristles. Quip makes having a fresh, healthy mouth easy and convenient. Their electric toothbrushes pulse every thirty seconds, so you can clean your mouth evenly, and they deliver brush heads, brush head refills every three months, like dentists recommend. Get your first refill free at getquip.com slash listen. That's getquip.com slash listen. Welcome back to another episode of The Beat. Yours truly, Nick Bomberger, along with Brendan Quinn, here on a bone-chilling day. Yes. Sunnier first, than hell, though. First one in a minute. Uh, it'd been getting a little warm, but uh, this is brutal. I, I was not ready it's for it. It's the last yeah. push of yeah, I guess. winter, we'll, well say, until we get snow in March. <laughs> yeah, until we get snow in the middle of March. Uh, we're here in Ann Arbor today, of course. Um, no guests this week, but it is a... Uh, our topic is a little timely, I think. Um, a little bit. Because uh, what, what just happened with Michigan State's uh, coaching search everything else, we figured we'd do a, a coaching search talk today about sort of how these things go, our experiences with them in general. and Because, I mean, in your experience, is there anything more misconstrued than how these things operate? No, in, definitely In not. college it's, sports? It's just immediately um, misunderstood, I think, by right. the general public and then mishandled by a lot of people on both sides of things, whether right. it's internal external media whatever yeah um things go off the rail so quickly and it's really funny usually as long as you're not involved in it <laughs> but um i enjoyed kind of having a foot in and out of this one with uh yeah, with right. michigan state right. you know trying to help yeah. you guys out where i could with you know any context but also duck it out of there and but, yeah. knowing damn well i didn't have to write anything or publicly report anything i just kind of just under the table to you yeah, guys you right. do with it what you want uh no this one was interesting to watch uh from up close for sure mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's uh, so that's what we're going to talk about here is just kind of our experiences in doing these things yeah and we hope that for listeners uh to kind of get a better idea of what is really at play when uh, uh of, of what's actually happening versus what you're probably seeing on twitter yes or reading on the message board right. or talking about at the bar so a couple things here to start with on these. There's coaching searches before Twitter, and there's coaching searches during Twitter, and that's one. Mm-hmm. Like when I started doing this, uh, my first coaching search I ever did, I think it was like 2008 or nine, which was right as Twitter was like a thing. Um, the one that I had to do by myself, you know, the first one that I had to do without any help, kind of alone. Uh, and I can remember, like, it was the nightmare. It was always like sure. when you first start doing this, the first beat you get. You get along down the road a little bit, and then it's eventually it kind of hits in your brain somewhere. You're like, man, if they ever fire this guy or he quits or leaves, like that's gonna really suck. This is gonna be hard, right? You know, this is gonna be really hard to do. Um, there's gonna be a lot going on with it. You're never ready for it. You're never prepared for it. In those days, though, it was easier because the news cycle was not. You know, we talk a lot now about 
you know, people say the 24-hour news cycle. I mean, the news cycle now is every two hours. I mean, that's just what it is, yeah. um, if that. I don't even know. But back then, it was still, you know, we had probably then more accurately a 24-hour news cycle, but you had the ability to not be minute by minute mm -hmm. on this thing. So it, it allowed um, for people to cover them better, I thought. Um, there would still be problems, though, because, you know, that was, you know, for our listeners specific, you know, 2007, I guess, would have been when, when Lloyd Carr retired mm -hmm. and uh, Rich Rod got hired. And I believe that was one that a lot of folks remember because Kirk Herbstreet like went on college game day and was like, they're hiring Les Miles. And then Les Miles had to go and debunk it or whatever. <laughs> and there's all these, I wasn't around. Yes, I'm sure yes. there's all these theories and maybe there's reporting on that. Uh, and I know there was at the time, but I mean like there's, that was sort of the, the Twitter of the day. Right. Was somebody like that going on TV and saying something definitive when it was wrong, or yeah. when it wasn't done yet, or whatever it would be, and that was as bad as it got. Um, this is different. Like this is a different deal because those things are happening in real time every ten minutes. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, and I feel like back then, you know, you could hold stuff. Yes. You know, you could try to every every bit wasn't its own story. Right. And now it's if there's a one phone call made to a rep of a yeah. guy that it may or may not be of any interest. It might just be, hey, right. we just want to know, you know, keep lines of communications open. Is this a working phone number for you? Right. Yeah, okay. And now that's going to, you know, someone gets wind of that and it's, yeah. they're, they are pursuing Coach <laughs> right. A yeah, right. and he is the top candidate. Right. And, you know, it's... The top candidate is always right. The, so, like, people always get involved with these, you know, with, you know, they're like, well, that's just semantics. That doesn't mean anything. Like, that, that's, that's not really what happened. And my answer to that is always, um, how do you know, Right. number one? And semantics, when you're talking about high-level job placement situations with, you know, five, six, seven million dollars involved, I think semantics, uh, mm -hmm. no. E either, either something happened or it didn't, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, and that's sort of how I've always tried to guide through these things as best I can, um, but... You know, there's a process always involved. They get a little off the rails. Mm -hmm. I don't think people understand, you know, sort of how these things operate. Right. Your experience, how do these things operate? In my experience? Yes. Well, uh, you know, any AD who's worth a damn is already pretty much well ahead of right. having a list, of having things in mind. Um, it's... It's really hard because this last one, but the, the the whole plane tracking thing and some things that you just don't see anymore. Happening. Well, those are things that used to happen all the time ten years right. ago, but they don't happen anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, I usually pretty well handled amongst a group of like four people. That's what I was just going to get to at yeah. most. <laughs> maybe the bigger better question would have been what's the biggest misconception? And I think the biggest misconception maybe is that these things are outsourced to a hundred people that are involved. Right. And in right. any I have ne I've covered. Uh, one, two, three, four, or five. Holy and, shit! Um, and I can't think of any situation where the number of people who really knew what was happening was more than on one hand. Yeah. Who really, honest to God, knew the blow by blow, the minute by minute, mm -hmm. everything that happened. I mean, it was on one hand every time, with or without a search firm. And that's the biggest misconception. I think that's and in, in this day and age where we have the two-hour news cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I and everybody else who covers these teams, you have sources 
around the program that it often, oftentimes, in some cases, are right. Mm-hmm. They know what they're talking about. They're mm-hmm. glued in on something. And in this, they're not. And they want to be, and they want to be involved, and they want to help, and they want to, and they want to think maybe they know where something's going. Right. But they don't have all the information. Right. So and- that gets. That's why you know because in any situation when these things start like when Mark Antonio or whomever leaves their press conference of I'm retiring or I'm quitting or I've been fired or the coach or the AD leaves that room. When the AD leaves that room, the next 72 hours generally consist of, at least 48, generally consist of getting your shit together, Mm -hmm. gathering yourself, um, and putting your plan of attack in place. It's very, very, very rare that it's the guy retires or quits or moves on or gets you know fired and there is a formal offer in anyone's no. face within 48 hours no, of that happening. Now, has it happened in the past? Of course. There's been rare instances, but on average... Yeah, I've never seen it go that way. The, Ever. The, that idea just doesn't actually play out. And, you know, this is part of the, um, the, the, the job board, right, that goes yeah. up immediately. They're, they're, here are the six names, and here are the ten candidates, and here's this, and here's that. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like... Nowadays, you know, you'll see it. You'll have the list of you know the ten candidates before, yeah. like the AD who actually has to make the hire is right. even like off the phone from dealing with the <laughs> the guy actually leaving and the right. the legal matters that come up, the contractual things that right. come up, dealing with lawyers coming to settlements, being whatever it may be, right? Yeah. Um, like that's a pro. It's not like a guy leaves office, right? And and the AD is just like, all right, well, I, you know, next yeah. next thing on, on the, the I got my list now, here, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. right. <laughs> I mean, they have they they do have an idea of not, who their first contacts are going to but be, but it's not so literal that right, you know, right, yeah. right. They're not on the phone an hour later, very no. rarely at least. Some some they have to breathe. People are yeah. right, but um, yeah, I think that's one of the most common misconceptions. Um, so go through the ones that you've been through. So the first one I did was um, I was covering Western Kentucky. It was my first beat job. I was probably 25, I want to say, um, 08, 09, something like that. And the coach got fired in, uh, they went 0-12, mm-hmm. the worst team in college football that year. They were a transitioning team from oh, FCS into FBS, right, right. called differently at the time. Uh, the coach had been there for several years and was the guy who was guiding them through this transition. So they did the two years where you have to, you couldn't play, you know, you were sort of not really a full-fledged member of the FBS. You transition up is how it works in football. Yes. So they'd gotten through those two years. He'd had pretty much what he thought was a commitment from the school uh, for long term because they were building a new program. And the, you know, he'd been there for like five years prior, but their like first full year in FBS was a Disaster, and they were on twelve, and they were not competitive in any of those games, and it was a real mess. So it got to like, I'm pretty sure that's how it went. I, if somebody out there is listening to this that remembers the exact <laughs> blow by blow, uh, that's awesome. But you can also correct me. Um, but yeah, so that year they fired. I think he he got fired with like two games left to go because it got to a point where they'd lost like nine in a row, and it was bad. And the year before they were two and ten. And the year before that they were, you know, it was rough. And so there wasn't a lot of progress being made, so they fired him midseason. Um, and then they had one of those searches, that so it lasted a couple of weeks because they ended up, I believe, making their hire before the season was over. That guy finished the year with right. them, and then they made their hire. But it was about a week and a half, 
Mm-hmm. And it was the same kind of deal. It was the first situation that I'd been involved with it where it was like, all right, they fired this guy. They took three days to gather themselves. And they ended up hiring the guy that we probably all knew they were going to hire anyway, which was Willie Taggart. Because, um, you know, Willie was an alum at Western Kentucky. He coached her before. Jack Harbaugh is a legend at Western Kentucky. This is all crazy how this all links up, right? Right, right. Uh, <laughs> you're fine. But, so Jack Harbaugh is a legend at Western Kentucky. Matter of fact, the first time I ever talked to Jim Harbaugh on the phone was after Willie Taggart got hired. We did a conference call with him. <laughs> Believe it or not, I don't think Jim remembers that. Uh, so, but the point being was that, so Willie was 37 years old. He was the the best. He was on that Stanford staff. They were really good. Right. He was their option for number one. Everybody knew it, right? It was one of those type of things where it's like, obvious. Like yeah. this last one with Luke Fickle in Michigan State. Yes. Obvious. This is They're obviously going to talk to this guy. Point was, though, is that they also put interest out for a bunch of other guys. And they put interest out for other people. You know, they flew in... Right. Paul Petrino, Bobby Petrino's brother, I think, flew in at the time. Turner Gill, I think, was was a name that popped up at the time. There were other people involved, and then they always went right, and then they went back right to Willie, right? And they hired Willie, and that's you know because they interviewed him and they're like, all right, well, this is what we really wanted, mm-hmm. and you you know we feel comfortable now, so we're hiring you. And it took about a week and a half, and it was done. But it was that was my first sort of you know. We got to get a job board. We got to do this. We got to put yeah, these yeah. things up. And you're just like, well, I know Willie Taggart's probably going to be involved. Right. Why wouldn't he? But beyond that, we're guessing, mm-hmm. you know. And that's sort of what what it was right off the shoot. And you know, in every other case, other than the Jim Harbaugh one, where it was like, I mean, it would be obviously they need to figure out a way to get Jim Harbaugh here. Sure. But there were other names you had to put down. But it was the same kind of thing where it's like it's obvious that this is the guy they want. Um, and they're going to go through that process. I think there's always, in that case, like with the Jawan Howard one, would be the third one I did. And right away, when that started, it was like, okay, well, there's all these names that get thrown around, but the one that was everyone could agree on was like, well, Jawan Howard's going to get an interview. Right. And, you know, they're going to take it serious. But the point of that is, this is long-winded whatever, but what happens is names get thrown around in the first 24 or 48 hours as hypotheticals by sure. people who are pushing, you know, either it's a reporter who knows an agent who's pushing that for an agent or an mm-hmm. agent who's planning things um, that are not right or and that's, wrong. That's outside of the obvious of like when a guy like Beeline leaves yeah. and it's like, okay, well, do you can place a call to the obvious people right. just to see their agents and say, hey, is there and all of those Tony, Does Tony Bennett have any interest in leaving Virginia? No. Right. Okay, that's it, right? And so, so that Tony does Bennett, not mean Jay, that, right, you're those guys. But that does not mean that Tony Bennett said no to a Michigan right. to the Michigan job. That means that Tony Bennett said, you know, and this is where it's like the only semantics. And you're like, okay, yeah, well, I mean, then that in that case, then every single basketball coach in the country said no to that job. Sure, sure. That's not what happened. Sure. Right? So what happens in those early moments is, well, they got to call Billy Donovan. they got to call mm-hmm. Brad Stevens. they got to call, you know, now we're fast-forwarding here, that right. one. you got to call right. this guy. you got to call that guy. And then, if you can recall back to that one, after a couple days, when it became clear that it wasn't going to be, you know, Brad Stevens or uh, Jay Wright or whatever... There's this bubbling up on Twitter. Well, what the hell is Ward Manuel doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting turned down by all these guys. This is bullshit. They need mm-hmm. to get the money involved and be. This is bullshit. Ward is bungling <laughs> this search. That was how it yeah. was bandied about in corners of Twitter and message boards yeah, yeah, yeah. when it happened. Yeah. That is not what was happening mm-hmm. behind the scenes of at all in any way. 
And you know that that's that's the one I think we could talk about because everyone remembers that. We both know what happened in that search. Right. Exactly what happened in that search. And it's important to keep those things in perspective because there's process involved and it's not they're calling a thousand people and being like, Do you want the job? Mm-hmm. No, bye. Do you want the job? No. Nope. And that's not how it goes. <laughs> and so they have a, a short list of people, then they make their fewer calls and then they they double back to the short list. Right. And then once they get through that, they decide what they want to do. And oftentimes, like this last one, they get through the short list, they go see everybody. The guy they wanted first was like, I'm probably good. So mm-hmm. they come out and they go back to another guy they talk to. In, in the Beeline one, you know, there's multiple ways to look at it. I mean, they talked to, what, two people in person? Mm-hmm. One got an offer, and that guy's the head coach. Right. That's how it went. Right. There was a moment... And Juwan's name was at the top of the list sure. from the first day, internally at least. But there were also people at the time who were of the belief that Ed Cooley was not even a... Right. Con- that was made up. was not considered. Right. Because it, there were a lot of people who were like, I don't want Ed Cooley. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just believe in my mind that he wasn't really considered. Even though I don't know anything. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to say that. And then people are going to believe that because that's what they want to believe. Mm-hmm. And then they can shape narrative and everything else. But like that's not true. Ed Cooley was interviewed in person and was considered for the job. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he was offered, but he was considered. And so that's kind of how these things always go. But it's also accurate to say he did not get an interview. Or, I'm sorry, an offer. Mm-hmm. Juwan Howard did. And he, and he got the job. Correct. So the, those uh, are important to note in those, in those situations. Did you rattle off all of yours? Yeah, so I did Western Kentucky, yeah. I did Jim Harbaugh, I did John Beeline, I did uh, D'Antonio. Right, okay. Yeah, so Beeline's the only one I've, I've ever done. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy, by the way. I know. Caught yourself lucky on that do, one. I've been doing this for a long time. Um, the uh, When I was in Philly for all those years, there were zero changes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is incredible. Um, and then for... I, I got to Tennessee right... After Bruce Pearl, yeah. Um, I mean, technically, I was there for some of the football changes, but like, I had yeah, zero right. to do with any of that. Um, I was just kept tweeting, "John Gruden's coming to Tennessee." <laughs> um, well, I think you got somebody at the door. We got someone at the door. Pa- oh. we'll pause this real quick. Yeah. All right, we're back from our Sorry. pause. Sorry, neighbor, anyway. neighbor wanted to say hey. Continue you know? on. Yeah. Um, so, You're in Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, in Tennessee, I came in right after Pearl um, got fired, coached the, or covered the first two years of Conzo Martin, and then came yep. up here in twenty September 2013. So um, with the beeline the thing, it was a pretty fascinating mm-hmm. uh, process to go through for the, the first time. I, was, I will say I was very happy to do it later uh, in the career than earlier. Yeah, because, no, it's... You know, just like uh, watching the panic Speak setting. from experience, that was horrifying. Yeah, when I was 25 right, years old, right. I mean, Kind of watching bad. everyone just immediately yeah. kind of spin and... And every day felt like it was a thousand hours. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and lucky to have been on like the beat for a long time yeah. too, and kind of felt pretty confident in the people I was talking to and yeah. stuff through that process. Yeah. Um, and you were in a different role; you weren't being asked to write the blow. That's the other thing, and that's day, that's part know, of it. Is that every you know, five seconds the, the way that content flows now? Um, you know, it's not you're not waiting for the daily newspaper. It's right. it's everything is its own headline. Everything is news in real time. Um, and it makes it significantly harder for those people actually making right. the hires because everything goes out immediately. And it like that can sway things as much as anything else. 
right. is, you know, what information is put out public and is it right or wrong? Because sometimes it's wrong. Right. And now you're doing almost cleanup duty instead of trying to actually address yeah. what you want to be working cleanup on. Cleanup is, yeah. I, I'm going to say this because, and it's hard because, um, you know, our job is to always be, is right, you know, it's to be right yeah. every time. Not sometimes, every time. Mm-hmm. It's to be right all the time and to keep it in the middle of the road every time and never have it go sideways. Mm-hmm. However, you know, these are the times, even when really good reporters can get taken down the wrong road by somebody who has right. an alter- alternate you know, agenda or whatever it is, if they're trying to pump a guy mm-hmm. and they claim they know and you don't know, you know, and you don't really know, but you think you know, or something else, I mean, and, and here's then a, here's it's an easy example. to happen. You know, here's an example. I know a guy uh, who is a agent for one very high-profile head coach, yeah. and also represents a decent amount of, like mid-major type guys. But his major guy is a dude who's like named because comes up in every single search, and we yeah. we have a good relationship. And um, he actually helped me. Remember when I did that kind of boot on the ground uh, final four? Inside, like, the coaching circle story oh, last yeah. year. Yep. He was, like, he kind of provided a lot of the background of uh, kind of what's going on with the agents and, yeah. like, what they're actually doing and trying to get their guys jobs and right. blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, he, he called me when this mm-hmm. search was going on and was, like, uh, I think Michigan's going to have interest mm-hmm. in blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you thinking <laughs> doesn't that mean, yeah, right. you want me to tweet <laughs> yeah, right. that, you know, Michigan has interest in Coach A. Right. And suddenly he has right. just another bargaining chip on his massive pile of bargaining chips. But this is yeah. what they do. Yeah. Now, if I were 10 years younger, I a thousand percent probably would have put sense. it out there. And right? that call probably happened within a day, I bet you, after Beeline left. If I had to guess, uh, it was it was early. It was probably it was in the early. first two days. It was early. Yeah, because um, yeah, I was still at Beth Page, which was a whole other right. issue. But um, yeah, I mean, he said that to me. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm gonna look into it and find. Sure, I'll, yeah, I'll find yeah, out. And and if they yeah. are, then yeah. sure, I'll, you know, whatever. But then I talked to someone who would know, and they're like, no, that's not. We're not, <laughs> right. we're not even gonna make contact there. Yeah. And that name never appeared in anything I right. ever did. You know, mm-hmm. but like that is how a lot. Of- <laughs> These things that's can how go, in today's man. world. That's how most of them go, right. and the only way, you know, because that's why that's what I wanted to talk about was those first couple days where everything is going a million miles an hour, and people are trying. They're trying to get information because right. fans at that point are so anxious, and you know they they push it on us as like, mm-hmm. have you heard anything yet? Have you heard anything yet? Have you heard anything yet? Any word on any word? I mean, I'm not trying to like knock people because yeah, yeah, yeah. they want to know, you know, and it's like. And my response usually is like, hey, man, I want to know as fast as you do. I would love it if this was done in five seconds. So, for example, I went to um, Urban Meyer's whatever that was. I'm leaving Ohio State, and Ryan Day is going to be the coach. Uh, Retirement, resigning. When we talk about exceptions to some of these rules we're talking about, the ultimate exception. Similar to what D'Antonio just had, this I'm retiring and you will celebrate it, goddammit. Otherwise, you know. No, I mean the exception to the rule in terms of he retires and it's just like, oh, by the way, this guy also wants to say. So so he he leaves (laughs) and his replacement is sitting next to him. Mm -hmm. And I told those guys and gals down there, I said, y'all are the luckiest people covering this team. This... you have no idea how much you lucked out on this. Right, this is right. the easiest thing. It's the dream. It's like Coach A is leaving. Coach B is already here. The contract is signed. They right. did quitting and new guy in the same breath, which yeah. is like, that's amazing. Yeah, Never yeah, happens. Yeah. 
Um, so those are those are those situations where you get to avoid the two or three day of I heard so and so or this is what about this guy or what about that guy or what about this guy or what about that guy and then it just gets out of control and it becomes this thing where like if you'd put out whatever name right. that person told you and that person immediately then you know that coach would then have the opportunity to whether he was interested or not, make a big deal of make a big deal of it, get himself a raise, and then be on Twitter by the end of that day saying he turned that job down, even though he never got a phone call. Percent. I mean, 100%. maybe he, maybe he got a phone call of like and from a search firm that was like, "Are you interested?" There's any number of but, uh, agendas that could be at play. It could even just like some coaches just want to be able to just be like, yeah. ah, "I didn't take it," just so that they could say, "I'm staying here," just so that the next recruit that they right. talk to, they can say, "Did you see?" Michigan yeah. just called me like I'm in this job for right. life, man. You know, like it's all these little things right. that you just don't even think of. I would say in any given coaching search, the number of people that actually turn a job down is so much smaller than you think. That's a good point. You know, like in this Michigan State one, for example, like Luke Vickle turned it down more or less. Right. He didn't get an offer, but he probably could have gotten one if he wanted one. Not probably. It was he coming. It was yeah. coming. Right. right. Not probably. Right. He was there. He was. He and Mel Tucker were their top two guys. Yeah. Right. So and but Fickle was one. Let's not. Get that twisted. I mean, he was one, right. and um, or at least a top candidate, we can say, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so if he wanted it, you know, they let him think on it. He was, we're going to talk to you last. I don't know if I agree with that strategy, but that's what they did. And so we're going to talk to you last because right. this is, and we're going to leave it in your court, which is kind of what Ward uh, did with yeah. John Howard. Um, and then he says no. And so really, Fickle was probably the one that, Right. Actually, and then Robert Sala, the guy out in San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, yeah. But they're lucky that. But it... when Pat Narduzzi, for example, yes. comes out on the second day or whatever it was, it might have been the first day, and was like, "I'm staying at Pitt with this video." Mm-hmm. And that that one Pat Narduzzi didn't get an offer for Michigan State to turn down. Like that one, Matt Campbell, thousand percent didn't get an offer to turn down. You know, the Narduzzi thing, a thousand yeah. percent to me, smelled like the recruiting thing. That I'm talking uh, yes. about, right? Yeah, it's, he can it's send a, that out. And, and Narduzzi's also in a situation where maybe he would have liked to go down the road with them. Sure. But he was in a spot at Pitt where, I mean, he ain't exactly uh, ripping and tearing. Yeah. And Pitt would have been like, hey, man, like, uh, I don't even know if we want to keep you here. So, like, what are you doing? And so he has to, you know, put an end to it before it even starts. And then it stops. And But it stops even before they got down the road on the process. So it's not like he's turning. So technically... I guess he's coming out saying I turned this job down, but yeah. it's like he didn't really. They didn't go down the road, right, so it's right. like how could you? And then the same thing happened with like so they had the the flight tracker thing was like oh, yeah. we want to stay college, and then it, I mean that's obviously uh, that was obviously a red herring we uh-huh. can call it that. But you also had people that were like coming out of state college that were like I hereby turn this job down. And I'm right. like they weren't ever going to talk to you, so. Those are, you know, Michigan State in this instance was turned down before it ever got to a point where they could be turned down mm-hmm. by a couple people, not by a hundred. I would say probably by one and a half because right. I don't even know if they got enough down the road with Robert Sala to even right, make right. that the fickle. Yes, the flight right? tracking thing was just incredible. So, but with you know, with Michigan for example, another great example. Mm-hmm. So the the narrative floating around that day was that Ed Cooley turned Michigan down. Right. That didn't happen. Right. Ed Cooley was interviewed. And Cooley did not have a job offer to turn down. Mm-hmm. So when people come and come and say like, "Oh, that's just some, that's just that doesn't really that doesn't mean anything," <laughs> yes, that mm-hmm. means something. Those offers, like a formal job offer with all those zeros on it, uh, that's kind of a big deal, no doubt. And, and you're the, you're not just throwing those around like they're just papers in the air. You know what I mean? And with the Cooley thing, like 
from my understanding, not only didn't get a formal offer himself, but was then, he didn't even know that they were interviewing right. Juan the next day. Correct. And subsequently found out and was I'm out. not thrilled. Right. Not thrilled, and then Providence was ready to, you know, up sure. his offer, everyone wins in that scenario. Yeah. Um, and there's other things going on here, and there's other connections between all these parties and stuff, but um, I, I was under the impression Juwan was going to Florida to hire, hire Juwan Howard. I mean, Ward was going there to hire what Juwan. What Yeah, you said Juwan was going to Florida to hire Juwan That's Howard. how Juwan rolls, yeah. man. Yeah, right. no, uh, Juwan was going to hire himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. um, but no, yeah. with, with Ward, yes. yes. Right. And so that's, but that's, you know, one of those things where by the time that search had gotten to that point where, like, it started on a Monday... I think Ed Cooley actually talked with Ward Manuel maybe the next Monday, mm. or maybe a Friday or something. Mm. I can't remember how what the exact dates were. Um, but by the time it had gotten that far, you know, Ward had already caught hell from all corners of uh, really panicked and scared and nervous, you know, like blogosphere. I don't know if that's the right word. I wouldn't say that because I, I don't like doing that because there are people that would technically be considered bloggers that are really good in You're today's right. world, so I don't like that. But like Twitter, like social media, like right. people that panicked and started just making stuff up. Ward's screwing this search up. He's mm-hmm. ruining this. This is a disaster. I hate this. I hate right. why where's our coach? And so when Ed Cooley says I'm staying at Providence, that crowd gets even more anxious because they just thought they think they just got turned down by Providence's head coach. Right. Which is not technically what happened. Right. Um, and I understand that. But I also understand you know, people can kind of write history in the way they want. Right, it's right, over with too. Right. Yeah. But then <laughs> on the pro- not on the Providence yeah. side of things, there was like some Providence, like TV guy or someone. Yeah, who said they had an offer right. and he did not. Right, right. exactly. Right. And then was going and trying to like battle a Michigan writer. I'm like, dude, I don't know who you are. I don't know right. what is even happening. Right. But like, just be thankful you don't have to cover right. a coaching search because that would have been interesting. I would imagine with that guy. But um, <laughs> I always thought the str- the far strangest part of the of the Juwan hiring. Wasn't anything that happened. It was what happened immediately after. When like, I've never seen a guy just not show up oh, for, for a week. week. Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> the strange part. Yeah. He's like, I'll be there. Yeah. I'll get there when I get there. Which yeah. is another. That's pretty much John Howard. Someone, yeah. someone we're both good friends with, uh, texted me the day of the. Uh, that's funny. Of the uh, uh, guy coming in from Colorado. Uh, yeah. Like Mel, already Tucker. on the, already yeah. on the plane, right? Like the news came out. Already on the plane, he's coming in. Yeah. Board of Trustees is meeting press conference right. that afternoon, and someone we both know, Dexter had day was like, "What a what a novel notion!" The guy, <laughs> guy gets hired and is reporting for work on the first day. So, uh, that was the strange part to me, at least. Yeah, so it's I mean they're they're interesting, um, but the thing about them is generally <coughs> to, to remember, I guess maybe the next time you're in it is that the process process would be the word probably right. to remember is that it's all a process. I would say to you know the number of people that actually know what's going on. Like, in that, I can tell you with pretty strong accuracy that when Ward Manuel was interviewing candidates or whatever, uh, going to through that search, you know, they meet back with the board. Um, he didn't tell the board everything. Right. On purpose. Right. Because he knows if he tells all those people <laughs> everything, they're going to run to their phones, <laughs> or they're going to be, or they're going to be inundated with calls right, right. and. Not run to their phones. That's wrong. They're going to be inundated with calls, and some at some point it's going to leak out, right? Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. they they operate under the understanding that we're not going to know everything because right. we got this guy running it, and we're going to keep that as tight as we can keep it. That's almost always how this goes. And in the Michigan State one, I would say five, maybe six people mm-hmm. total 
really honest to God knew mm-hmm. you know what was going on on a date on a minute by minute basis, not five hundred or fifty, and right. I think that became a misconception pretty quickly there because you had people talking on a turn who had never you know who had never been involved in this, and you know it had been fifteen years since Michigan State had a search like that, and everybody got right. a little too excited probably and everything else, and it turned into what it turned into. Although at the same time, I mean, this one was unique because they had it was bad timing in a situation with D'Antonio that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, one that had been untenable for a long time. Um, so he leaves the day before, you know, goddamn signing day, which right. is just like, what what's happening here? Timing's terrible. Um, you know, they've got all these other problems that they've created for themselves. So every single person you talk to is immediately going to get into the, you know, is there a hurricane coming here? Am I yeah. going to be this? Am I going to be that? And so they're dealing with all these other issues they created for themselves. So the notion that that was a sloppy search, in a lot of ways, you can't argue that because right. the tail numbers got out. They had problems they had to deal with that they've made their own bed that they had to navigate through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't clean, but it was never going to be clean would be my takeaway on that. Because I had a lot of people that were like, that was a disaster. I'm like, I mean, I don't know if I would say it was a disaster. It, was, it could have been cleaner. I think that's yeah, the right word. But I don't it. think it was ever going to be clean. Right. There was no way. It was just not going to happen. They, there was too much that had happened already. And their board is its own right. thing. You know, yeah, and they have issues. And, and that's a great example of right. why you don't, if you're the committee who's in charge. And in this case, Bill Beekman was in charge of that committee. But he was also heavily leaning on people who could help him. Because mm-hmm. he didn't have any experience doing this. Whereas Ward had yeah. done this many times. Yes, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Already as an AD. Um, and so, you know, and those somebody, are... Somebody told me, I feel like, was this a conversation we were having? Mm-hmm. That, like, Ward flew commercial? Yeah. Ward flew commercial out of Detroit when he went to... When he, yeah, that's what I heard, yeah. Florida, yeah, yeah. And, like, and that's a kind of a... That's a smart... He hit the plate site, right, and, right. Uh, like, you know... Like, Beekman could have flown out of... De- no, no one would have No one knows Beekman's, what Bill yeah. Beekman looks like. But right the problem now, is... He could have flown yeah. all over the country. Like, no one would have any idea. Michigan State had a contingent because mm-hmm. their athletic director right. was extremely inexperienced. Right. Like, for Harbaugh, okay? Right. For example, great example. Um, Jim Hackett's running that search. And they had a search firm that helped them because uh, search firms can help vet people mm-hmm. and they can help vet. But number they had a number one guy the whole time. It was Jim Harbaugh. Right. And Jim Hackett dealt with Jim Harbaugh. Not Jim Hackett and, you know, X, Y, and Z. Right, right. It was him. And so he kept his circle to one. Mm-hmm. It was one person. And, you know, he went as far, and people made fun of it and they laughed, but they went as far as, you know, code name. They didn't talk yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he knew that, you know, because... There's some misconceptions probably with that search, too. But at the end of the day, Jim Hackett was brought in to make a deal. Right. Because that was his area of expertise in his life. I mean, he'd been a big-time executive in the world of hiring and firing and making mm-hmm. seven-figure deals. That's what he was brought in to do. And he did it. He fires a guy as delicately as he can, tries to handle it as well as he can, and then navigate through the next phase. And, you know, the, the wider that circle gets, the harder it's going to be to get through without you know, leaks and problems. And Michigan State was just in a situation where it did not have a choice right. because of things that it had done to itself. And as we yeah. all know, you know, nothing can go wrong when you just go with the guy who can just make the biggest deals. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> No, nothing can ever go wrong with that. But in that, you know, that was a weird one yeah. because, you know, it was obvious where I remember sitting there when Brady got fired and it was like at the time it was still, you know, Harbaugh's probably not. That's probably not going to happen. Right. That's probably their, you know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to force him to say no publicly was kind of the thought, right? That day. Right. And then as the week sort of went on, it was like, 
either they're going to go all in on that and wait, mm-hmm. or they're going to have a guy in a week. And after about three days of a bunch of bullshit rumors, right. including like David Cutcliffe turning the job down, which he didn't, <laughs> right? Butch Jones not interested, which he did, they weren't interested in him, right. so whatever. Um, all those types of things. Well, I imagine Butch Jones as an yeah, agent I mean, it, was probably quite interesting. It had become clear after about that. a week that they were just going to wait right. on Jim Harbaugh. Right. And, um, and then that process continued for another three weeks or whatever it was uh, of back and forth and everything else. And it really actually wasn't as much back and forth as people probably think. Right. Um, I'm pretty familiar with how that search went. And that right. was Jim Hackett handling that like... You know, and I mean, people, you say whatever you want. I mean, I think Jim Hackett sometimes gets deitized into a level with Michigan fans that's probably a little too much. Yeah. But I will say, I mean, Jim Hackett in that search handled that as well as anybody could probably handle it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a really sensitive situation with a coach in the NFL who was in a in an ugly, you know. It was easy to screw up. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. I mean, he right. could have jumped the gun on it. Right. He could have pressured him. He could have done something that, you know, in, in that situation, he did a nice job of. You know, because he had one guy, and it was like, I got a month to make this happen. I got one guy. I'm going to get to know this guy as best I can before right. I even talk to him. Right. So I'm going to know everything about him, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Whereas they had a little more time. Uh, the Beeline search, they didn't have any time. Mm-hmm. The Michigan State search, because of their own problems that they've made for themselves, they didn't have any time. The Beeline right. search, they didn't have any time because Beeline left in the middle of May and no one knew what was happening. Right. Because Beeline, I don't want to say he screwed him, but I mean, like, he kind of left them hanging a bag in the doorway. You yes. Know? So. That's why those things, you know, the time crunch, and we, I remember hearing a lot of people back then that were like, I don't want to hear about any goddamn timeline or time crunch being a problem. Ward needs to get his damn job done. I'm like, okay, well, that's great. You can be mad about that. But this timing is, yeah. that's not an indisputable fact that it's a problem, right. you know? And so those are things that always bubble up and people get, because a lot of it is just people get nervous and they get excited and they get anxious and they don't know and and it's a whole you know whatever we better not get screwed here on this one Mm and it's a lot involved they're they're high pressure situations um you know the number of things that go on behind the scenes for these things would blow your mind i mean would blow your mind and the money being changed and all this stuff and it's just crazy um but it always brings out the craziest and everybody else and things can get a little haywire and that's what i was i mean even people who are good at reporters who are really good at their job sometimes get true dinged in these because you know the wrong person says the wrong thing at the wrong time or whatever and that person's been right every single time you've ever talked to them and that one time was that one time and it can happen the other way and if you're not patient with it you know and that's the hard part and it can happen the other way where you know something Mm -hmm. and uh you can't do anything and and you have to sit on it because you know if if it's your your source or whatever who's say you know I'm telling you this, but this is not. This is all on background right now. You can't can't do it. Right, anything. you're going to compromise the search. Yeah. And, and then you know, you the never talk to that person again. I mean, you can compromise the search if you want. But yeah, the person's yeah, never yeah. going to call. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, and so then, that's uh, part. Of it. And part of that is the you know the national guy versus the the local guy. Yeah, sure, a lot of how sure. these things work. My favorite though, and you know this one well, is the uh, just put it out there. That's the obvious top candidate. Uh, hire's going to be made. It's done. Oh yeah, after a day just, or whatever. Then you yeah. just wait. And just hope it's right, and then you just be like, "Well, nailed that one." Got it. Yeah, no. there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. It's done. The the it's done is always the favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, no, it's not. Um, might be really soon, but it's not. They talk. They they might have like. Yeah. They could have a very loose. And that's not semantics, okay? okay. That's right. like reality. That's how shit works. Right. A very loose. People can back out. You know, like it happens all the time. Agreement and principle type thing. Yeah. Like, you know what? 
a lot of these, a lot of ads that are worth a damn will be like, "We're, I'm not telling you, yeah, told anything that yeah. you can actually print, you know, or something until it's signed. Until I have the contract, <laughs> yeah. Until I have it signed, right. and that's it. I mean, right. you know, verbal commitment would be one thing, but you know, those can be backed out of. And I think that if you're reporting that as like, I know there was a verbal commitment here, mm-hmm. but you also need to make sure you say, you know, but right, right, nothing right. has been signed. And, you know, that's saying it's a done deal without a signature is wrong. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not correct. Right. So, you know, but, you know, those are things that we deal with in our world and most fans probably don't ever need to worry mm. about. But my advice to you is that someone observing a coaching search would be to do your best to just calm down. Because it almost every time, those first couple days are going to be the most... Harry with people throwing stuff all over the place, but right. they're, it's just, it's not going to happen in two or three days. And everything has its kind of unique contours to it and all this. I'm sure, you know, like yeah. when, when Izzo steps away. Oh my God. You know, what is that? Dies gonna, on the court. What is that? You know, he said the other day he was going to get buried. He said, I, I uh, was, what do you say? He said, I got married here, had my kids here, I'm getting buried here. Yeah. <laughs> in the court, probably. <laughs> Sounds about right. Under his chair. So, yeah, yeah what, what will that thing look like? Uh, oh God, yeah. That, that could be amazing. Right. But it also could be... Or it could be done in Super simple. Hours. Because you've got a guy who's been there for 30 years and... And picks his replacement. He knows what he wants to do. Right. Yeah. And, right. um, you know, and if he's involved, which we all assume he would be. I don't know. I would think Tom so. Thomas was the most powerful yeah. person there, so... Yeah, right. So, yeah. Well, anyway, that was... Uh, we got anything else we want to talk about on that one before we go into our little break Not here? Really. We'll hit the break, and then we got some mailbag questions to, uh, to tackle, I believe. Yeah, we got a few in there. So, stick with us here. We'll be right back. After a quick break. And a constant I seen hot towns on my day. 